everyone, Ariel here. Since Kitsune Mori just wrapped up, we thought we'd mix things up a little bit and release something different before moving on to the final arc of Chapter 1. In this episode, we gather the entire cast and crew together to reflect back on 2018. Alcohol was involved. We discuss a little bit of everything, from Shadows in the West and L5R5E, to podcasts and tabletop RPGs we enjoyed in the past year. The end product is a little chaotic, but we hope you enjoy it. With all that said, on to the episode. Charlie, you are the first to introduce yourself, so just, you know, do that. God fucking damn it. Okay. Hello, I am Charlie, and can think of nothing interesting to say about myself. Who's next? No, you gotta give us more than God that. damn it. <laughs> um, uh, I've played Haru, and will be playing someone later. Sha 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 Mystery. And I hate being put on the spot. Uh, you play a Moto in another L5R game. Yes, I play a Moto in another L5R game. Thank you. I'm not good at this. Can we ask you questions? If you want to. What is your greatest fear? Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, wow. Right away. <laughs> what is your greatest fear and what is your greatest? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You have to do it in that voice, though. Oh, exactly. That's just my voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's terrifying, but I love it. My greatest fear is, I guess, that one day my grandmother will find me. And make me wear all of the stupid, gross, frilly dresses she tried to make me wear when I was a child. Okay, that was no, like that started, that started on... really fucking. Scary. I know. Find me. <laughs> you worry that my grandmother will find me. She'll find me at last. <laughs> okay, so uh, Charlie's grandmother is terrifying, and now it's time for James the right to place. introduce himself. Is it, oh, is that me? Okay. Yeah, your name is James. You're the only James in here. <laughs> Well, no, I, I mean, I, I was just wasn't sure if it was like, okay, now I start talking or what. Okay, I'm James. Hi. I am the narrator slash the voice of Atsu in L5R. Shadows in the West. It's not L5R. In L5R? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have, we do own the entire fandom. It's the whole thing. Um, hmm. I, I need to go get orange juice later. I don't know that I'm going to be able to do that because I don't think I'll be able to drive. And that's all I got. Can you elaborate on the orange okay. juice? I need to go get orange juice for Maddie because Maddie's got a cold. I don't think I'm going to be able to go get orange juice anytime soon. That's, Uber that's all. Uber eats orange juice. Yeah, do they have Postmates yeah. in the area or something? Um, you know, that might be worth looking into. So James's bio is that he does the narration and the voice of Atsu for all of L5R, and he needs to get orange juice, but he doesn't think he's going to be able to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can work with that, right? Can that's that's good, right? questions? Yes, yes, ask everyone questions, especially if they give us weird answers like that. <laughs> what aren't you afraid of? What? I said, what aren't you afraid of? What aren't I afraid of? <laughs> Are you afraid of eating bugs? I love eating bugs. Um, <clears throat> Same. We'll save that for later, though. You know, when it comes to bugs, I gotta say that hunger is the best spice. A hungry human will eat anything. Amen. Great talk. <laughs> Pro tip. Thanks. That's yeah. That's not that's not how I meant it to come out. I was saying like hunger is the best spice, and like a hungry human will eat anything. I didn't mean to do the Shatner voice. Did I do the Shatner voice? 
It was more like a caveman. <laughs> but does that mean that you're not afraid of bugs or? Uh, most of the time, no. Um, <laughs> certain arachnopods, I don't Arachnopod? like. Arachnopods? What? That's not a word. I think you play too many arachnopods. Is it not it's a word? Arthropods. <laughs> arthropods. Arthro- yes. Arachnids That's the one. and arthropods. <laughs> Arachnids and arthropods. Yeah, arachnids is what I meant. Debbie, your go. What? Debbie, introduce yourself. <laughs> oh. Oh, God, here goes. Um, hello, I'm Debbie. I play uh, Kitsune Mara. I've never played anything L5R before, so I don't really know a lot about it, but it seems pretty cool. I like skeletons a lot, and also I have a small zoo in my house. I guess that's cool. What's your greatest <clears throat> fear? My greatest What's fear? What's your greatest fear without Aldrich coughing in the background? I really don't like spiders. <laughs> what about arachnopods? <laughs> that sounds like the worst thing. No, you literally have an arachnopod sitting on a shelf behind you right now, Debbie. That Pokemon that you always forget the name of. If anything is an arachnopod. He's a mosquito. I have a big buzzwole behind me. Yeah. Yeah, it's my it's favorite thing. But you did encounter that Reaper in Ark, so you can say that. Oh, God. I'm so mad about that. It killed, like, everybody, and I'm really upset, but whatever. <laughs> That's fine. All my dinos died, too, but it was because of neglect. So It's horrible. I feel your pain. Just like Neopets, yeah. <laughs> no, they don't die. They're just trapped in eternal <laughs> torment until you feed them again. You know, Why you gotta do that? You no, know, we, we couldn't play Pokemon because he didn't have a Game Boy or something, so we, we did the next best thing, which I guess was Neopets. But once they mm. die, you can't do That's anything with them. I was expecting that to go. <laughs> Once, once their HP is gone, you can't like do, you can't heal them or whatever. Oh yeah, so. there's a hospital. Are you, really? Yeah. <laughs> now it's sponsored by Nickelodeon, though. So we you would have go to, to the the soup kitchen. We can only do that once a day, so we can only. Went to the money tree. Each other. Yeah. Your fucking animal is lying there, like dying of cancer yeah, or something, and you're just like slowly jelly? giving it an omelet to heal it over the course of like four weeks. We had the, the username. I don't remember it. We had to yeah, look it do. up. I really don't remember. Yeah, you fucking do. <laughs> that was cool. We, I learned a lot about Aldrich today. Dee Dee. Oh, wait, let me find my paper plate. Um, I am Dee Dee. I have been doing the voice of Dayu for the last few podcasts. Um, I can't read my handwriting on this paper plate that I wrote on with a crayon. Oh, right. Um, I have previously lent my voice to uh, Pikachu imitations and source filmmaker movies for creeps on the internet. I really like Pokemon. A Nicole whole lot. really wants you to do the Pikachu thing. Dude, she personally. Oh, Launched. Do it. <sighs> Give me a second. Pikachu. <coughs> Holy oh, shit. Nice. Yes. Good. <laughs> oh my god. When did Pikachu join the shadows on the West Party? Season two. Whenever Jesse does. Didn't no. I ask that question? <laughs> Didn't I ask how you guys are going to capture Pikachu? I'll I mean, Pikachu anytime you guys need the podcast. You know, anytime a Pikachu like runs through the field and Crow goes chasing off after it, I'll I'll do the noises for that. Pikachu's. Can turn into hot women. That's why she chases after. Oh God! Can they really? (laughs) (laughs) You sounded really hopeful. That was a little too sincere. (laughs) So, Dee Dee, what's your greatest fear? Dying alone. Is that really our default question? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we just gonna let that one hang. That's that's wholesome. That's comfortable. Cool. (laughs) So, Ariel's turn. Oh boy. Um, I'm Ariel. I'm the GM of Shadows of the West. I don't really know what the hell else to say about myself because I've introduced myself like eight times on different episodes. Um, I love tabletop a lot. 
and this group of people. Aw. Uh, okay. I don't really know what the hell else to say about myself. What's your greatest fear? Yeah. Dragon Age 4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> I'm really afraid of what's to come. All right. Aldrich. Oh, God. That wasn't me? Yes, it's you. That's why You're I said your only. name and looked at you. You're the only Aldrich. <clears throat> Except from Dark Souls. Um, so I'm Aldrich. I play uh, various characters in Shadows in the West. And one very important character coming up soon. Yeah, hopefully I don't mess that one up. Yeah, basically my voice acting is just me doing my normal voice and then Mallory going over later and editing it to make it sound <laughs> not like the previous character. That's my greatest fear. Yeah, what's your greatest fear? Yes. Smash lag. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> smash. I actually, I did dream about that. I was telling you earlier. That's, could you imagine like having a nightmare and like having it go very slowly? Like that sucks. Yeah, that's most nightmares. <laughs> that's a famous nightmare thing. <laughs> that's why it's in Smash. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's me, I guess. Nicole. My name is Nicole, with an M, not an N. That probably wasn't clear in audio format. I voice various characters as well, and also have a character coming up. My greatest fear is uh, literally everything. Afraid of everything. Yep. <laughs> that's me, in a nutshell. <laughs> Scared of those, too. <laughs> nutshell. One of those things. Given enough time, you can be afraid of anything if you think about it enough. Exactly. <laughs> That's really true, and I don't like it. Thanks, James. Very inspirational. Okay, it's me now. I'm Mallory, and I play Crow. I think I played an E-Day girl in one of the episodes, and I like video games. And <laughs> Yes, I do like dinosaurs. And coffee, and my greatest fear is, uh... Sorry, people. That's not fear, that's just, like, resentment. <laughs> True, you can't say that here either. Is it female-presenting nipples? The ocean. Large <laughs> industrial complexes in the ocean, like oil islands and stuff. Oh, that's very specific. And that fucking level in Destiny 2 that I forgot the name of, but it sucked a lot. Anyway, that's all. I should have given that as my greatest fear. Those fucking uh, arcwing levels that are underwater. Oh yeah, those suck. That's my greatest fear. I'm Nick. I play Ryojiro, who everybody has probably forgotten about since he has been gone through all of Kitsune Mori. Right. We F can't forget about him. He's off fighting he's crime. He's off fighting crime. Actually, he's off watching his entire family get killed. But yeah, yeah that happens. But uh, fun fact about me, every time we talk about Kitsune Mori, I have to sell my house and move. Yeah, actually, that <laughs> so, is true. Yeah. That's so surreal. my two greatest fears are you guys talking about Kitsune Mori again. Because I actually like it here. And um, Matt tonight from the 80s McDonald's commercials watching me as I sleep. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Oh. Thanks for that. Oh. <laughs> you should see him without his sunglasses on. It's the most horrifying experience you'll ever witness. No, we shouldn't. All right. So, Peter, tell us okay. about yourself. Hi, I'm Peter Violini. I've done the voices of, uh, looks at my list very soberly. <laughs> Chuchikire, uh, Shinjo Shoichi, Bayushi Kashiro, some guy named uh, Kichi, who I don't remember. And I also did the uh, Tanuki Justice episodes, most of those, anyway. And then that's me. Oh, greatest fear. Probably cave things. I've, I've seen too many videos of, like, cavers getting trapped, and then, like, the firemen have to break their legs to get them out. It's like, oh, that's a bad time. Can I just say really quick, uh... 
Peter did a little uh, Pokemon commission of me and my Cyndaquil, and it's like my favorite thing ever, and it's my phone background now. <laughs> it's oh, pretty fucking great. Thanks. I love it. <laughs> I won't. Peter also did a commission for me last year that was my phone background for a long time, but I can't talk about it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so Howard. it's Karen. Shut up. Hi, I'm Karen. I recently joined up in the last month with the podcast and i play kitsune sakiko this is my first time voice acting my regular job is as an opera singer um in germany and fun fact i can eat an ungodly amount of ice cream and biggest fear would be it's like a mishmash it's like forgetting my words burping or farting on stage yeah that would do it for sure have you ever done any of those things i've forgotten my words before and then you just kind of play it off a little bit i mean it's really not that interesting it's just kind of like well you forget like rich to you just kind of like stare and just make movements (laughs) and just trying to make like any foreign language noises you can so that i get like extra stressed out if i'm doing it in german (laughs) Because it totally sucks <laughs> when you fuck up. Would a mic like pick up a fart? <laughs> asking the real question. <laughs> I don't know. It picked up my stomach growling one time. That was weird. Wow. I think it would definitely pick up a fart. I would be really fucking self <laughs> I guess it just depends then. on the fart. <laughs> or how big the dress is. The nature of the fart. <laughs> Does the, does the fart, like, amplify it and bouncing around in a place that's acoustically... Do you want me to take him out? Give him the old... Yeah, yeah. clicker training. <laughs> I, uh, I took theater very briefly in high school, and I wasn't very good at it. Um, I, I was never even, like, in a play, but to this day, I still have fucking nightmares sometimes about... Like, I'm in a play, and I forget my lines, and I have no idea why, but it's a very bad feeling. I'm sure it's, like, a million times worse when you're actually, like, on the stage and and, and performing and not, you know, just having a random dream about it. But No, I have nightmares about that, too. I have nightmares about (laughs) Horace to this day. All right, so anything else, Karen, about yourself before we move on to the next person? So I feel like we got a pretty, like, solid glimpse into (laughs) you as a person. (laughs) No, uh, I don't... Yeah. Okay. All right, Walt. Uh, Yeah, hi, I'm Walt. Um, I am the token straight white guy on the show. Uh, I do the voice of Okoto Torokai, a voice that I regret deeply every time I record it, but that's what we have. Yeah, uh, my greatest fear, I think, is that some other straight white person or ostensibly bisexual person will suppress my friends and I won't be able to stop them. That's really nice. (laughs) Also, no, I, I just realized you seriously are the only straight white guy <laughs> on this fucking podcast. I think if that happened, you teleport to any of us and kill them. Yeah. With a punch. Exactly. With the power of God and anime on his side. <laughs> yeah, he would power Look. up to uh, KO Ken times a thousand and then just blow yeah. them up. Don't fuck with me. God, All right. <laughs> oh, no, Reese is, Reese is straight and white. But he like lived in Mongolia for four years, so I feel like... So it doesn't count? Maybe <laughs> he became Mongolian. <laughs> Because that's how it works. Yeah, that's yeah. how it works. He's not straight or white. I anymore. watched like 
40 collective hours of anime this year, so I'm basically Japanese. Wow. Wow, what did you watch? I didn't nice. actually didn't actually watch. I just watched Shinsuke Kayori twice and then I wanted to die. Oh man, I uh, read fair. that and I couldn't stop reading it. No, you gotta watch the anime because the manga is fucking terrible, but just, just watch the anime. The manga is like, it made me so sad. But just like watch the anime though. I'm sorry, Walt. Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> about what? I don't know. <laughs> um, we started talking about anime, we couldn't stop. I'm old and I used to watch anime, so like all of my references are like Ranma, and that's about all I've got. That's fine. That, that's totally fine. That's better, actually. Yeah, well, like that's. So Everybody's like, hey, have you watched this? And I'm like, did it come out in the 80s and was on VHS in the 90s? <laughs> Wait, hold on. That just gave me a really good idea. This is the ultimate introduction thing. You should have thought of it before we did it, but if you fell into. A cursed Jusenkyo spring, what would you be? What spring would you fall into? <laughs> oh my fucking god! Never mind. Like I said, uncultured. <laughs> I think I would I would fall into the lake of um Reggie Filsame from Nintendo. This is still not famously <laughs> died in the spring in China. <laughs> oh no, you've fallen into the lake of drowned Reggie. God, that would be fucking awesome. I was looking for context to find out what that word was, and it did not work. <laughs> in Ranma, he turns into a girl because he fell. There's a there's a training ground in China called uh-huh. Jusenkyo Hot Springs, and then every spring there is cursed because something died in it. And when you fall into that spring, you become whatever so died he, in that spring. So he fell into Reggie a spring of drowned girl. Correct. Oh, okay. When okay. he gets right. water dumped on him. Okay. Yeah. I'd be a deer. Okay. I think mine is probably Hideo Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was good. Joke, <laughs> I mean, there's probably more likely to be a spring where a deer drowned than Reggie, Re- Reggie or Fizeme. Hideo Kojima. Just straight up Reggie Fizeme. Yeah, just him. What are the odds of any any lake being where Reggie Fizeme died? Look, hold on. This is now a podcast about fucking Ranma, and you're all just gonna have to deal with it. So, what are the odds of Reggie? But there is a spring of drowned Yeti riding bull carrying crane and eel. Oh. oh. And the only person who has been cursed by that spring is named Pantyhose Taro. I, I love Ranma. See. <laughs> I in my head as you were giving that description, I'm like, oh yes, Pantyhose Taro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Walt and I are in the same wavelength. In many ways, I am also a straight white mm-hmm. man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do actually like women though. I'm not just like, you know, I don't know. I'll stop there. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like most straight guys don't really actually like women, so. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's yeah, that's fair. I think my drowned spring would be one of those. Uh, I'd be those uh, proboscis monkeys with the noses. Oh yeah, yeah, because those look so wrong. Too many people were like really excited. I know about that's that. what I was just. Everyone like <laughs> unanimously was like, I understand. No, I get it. <laughs> that's Elmer. I. <laughs> I expect that monkey to have a gun, but that's just me. Well, we're out to a great start. That was a fun and enlightening little half hour of whatever that was. So we're moving on to the 2018 recap discussions. First of which being Shadows in the West. Uh, it sure has been a year for Shadows in the West, meaning Shadows in the West sure happened to this year. I mean, it's been an experience. <laughs> this time last year... I was incredibly depressed, like actually fucking really depressed, because I was convinced that Shadows in the West had no place in the L5R fandom or whatever, and I'm still not convinced that it does, but uh, I'm glad that we did it, and it's cool looking back and all the stuff that we made, and I never thought it would like, we would have this many people involved, but it's cool and awesome, and yeah, 
That's it. That's for that's all from me. Honestly, I I think it's just of any of the things positive that have come from the show. I feel like it's really cool that we gathered all these people together and they're just awesome people. Like it's fun to work with y'all. It's fun to talk with y'all. I'm sitting here getting drunk and I wouldn't rather be doing anything else right now. This is fun. I'm really sorry, Jane. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. <laughs> we were having a moment. <laughs> we'll have moments later in the thank you section. We're not allowed to have moments yet. Oh, okay. Same, though. For real. Same. Yeah. I'd say you guys definitely have a good place in the small L5R fandom, especially given that 5e is a lot more uh, approachable of an of an addition. Like, my big yips with getting into 40, like, 40 years ago was it was like, cool, you want to play the setting? Read two books first. And now it's like, hey, you're samurai in cool colors. Come on in. And you guys are, uh, you guys have a very approachable podcast where it's like, hey, just listen. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, you're wrong. <laughs> very approachable. That's really, that's what I'm going for. Good. You nailed it. High five. To follow up on that, I got to engage this entire year as a fan and not as a cast member. And it's actually been great, actually, like listening to it. And I hate podcasts. So. Yeah, Me too. I also hate podcasts. Why are we making a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I love podcasts, you guys. I also love podcasts. Me too. Yeah, Aldrich and McCall have especially been our like meter sticks because they listen to like a shit ton of podcasts, and I feel like I come to y'all all the time to be like, "Does this work?" or "What do you like?" and th- or "What does this other podcast do?" or "What are the podcasts that you like do?" So thanks for that. Oops, I said thanks before the thanks section. Fuck. No moments now. <laughs> Save those for later. The word is banned until then. Uh, I would say, like, so before you talked about not having a place in the L5R fandom, but, like, for me, this is the only introduction that I've had to the L5 fandom, and interacting with, like, you guys and your crew has been, like, what has defined the fandom for me. So, like, you say you don't belong, but to me, like, you guys kind of just are everything that L5R is right now, so. (laughs) That's probably the best. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, I don't I'm, say that. I'm coming from the same place also because like I literally did not know anything about L5R before you guys started talking about like the podcast and all that. So like this is all I know and I love it. Oh. <laughs> we weren't supposed to have moments. <laughs> no feelings until later. But for real, I feel like that's probably for the best because Fori really it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, you guys have kind of carved out somewhere where I feel like I can be part of the fandom because I got in on Flory and there was so much in it that was just like, oh, I think if I give my opinion online about any of this, I'm just going to get like kicked out. But I feel like I'm kind of more welcome in your Rokugan and your base in the fandom than I would be in like the wider one because like disability. Yeah, (laughs) I I pretty actively hate canon which i'm not quiet about pretty much when i first started planning to like put stuff together the first thing i did was throw a lot of that out just because you know like half of the group or more like three quarters of the group is some version of minority basically or marginalized person and you know a lot of people that play like to get off on like oh look at how oppressed this setting is and it to anybody else it's just really uncomfortable but like from the perspective of the oppressor so it's like yeah. It goes from weird to, like, extra fucking weird. Yeah, like... Billy. Or no, that's Billy. Never mind, sorry. 
yeah, like weird power fantasy is not really what I'm into in any kind of game I play. And I'm like, woohoo, forced marriage where I have to be straight. That's not a nightmare I have in real life all the time. But you know what? I love, I absolutely love it when someone mansplains why that's actually just how it is. And straight people are miserable in Rokugan too. So it's fucking fine. I love it. Uh, Mal, if I could cut you off here for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Real talk though. Honestly, when Ariel first approached me about playing the game and she said, yeah, it's L5R. I was, I was like, do I want to play that? You know, I never told her any of this, but that was my first reaction. I was like, I've, I've played this, this setting before. Do I really want to do that? And I am so glad I did because she, she really did change like everything that I disliked about it. If my perception of L5R had been based on the, a lot of like, online presence and and like just reading the old books like by myself and not just what going into it like as a group and just cutting it up into little pieces and making it into whatever it is now never there's some really racist and misogynist and homophobic people out there yep anyway uh well the next topic of recap was l5r but i feel like we already kind of went into that uh 5e is out though uh, well, uh, could I backtrack on L5R a little bit? No. Was that a no? <laughs> yeah, she can. <laughs> I heard a no. <laughs> Was that a no? Too late. I mean, that's, that, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Go for it. No, oh, go okay. for it. Go for I mean, we're still talking about sure. L5R. I was just well, prompting the 5e. Well, but I want to talk kind of like, um, one, I wanted to apologize because um, I feel like it's my inability to read off of a screen that, you know, contributed toward this becoming a podcast because I kept going, Hey, I can't focus on reading this for more than 30 seconds. Can you make a podcast so I can listen to it? No, that was like everyone. Yeah. You're fine. But no, I, I, I am glad yeah. that, you know, you guys asked me to, to help out. And I'm, I'm very glad to help. It, it's weird for me because I was an L5R guy. Like I played the card game for a long time. And uh, it's something that was kind of like with me throughout my whole life. Because in like the 90s, I used to see the packs of cards and I was like, oh, this game looks so cool. But nobody wanted to learn it. So I went years and finally played the card game and all, and I made a lot of friends and, and, you know, it was a great positive experience. And when you meet someone face to face, you know, there's, you know, certain filters maybe that they put on themselves or maybe they are good people. I, you know, either way, you know, I I met a lot of people that I, I thought were great. And then as time went on after they sold the game and all, and you start seeing them post on maybe the Facebook group or, you know, and you start going like, oh, oh, who is this person, you know? And, um. I started noticing when uh, toward the end of the AG run, I, I was giving a demo of the card game to a guy and he, he says to me, yeah, he's like, I, I play the RPG and, um, you know, I, I don't like fourth edition because uh, they really play down the, um, you know, how they treat peasants, you know, like I think uh, they should be able to kill peasants without, you know, any kind of regard. And I'm like, dude, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that sentiment a lot. It actually was the thing that made me really uncomfortable when I was originally, like, reading was the weird and very, like, misinformed way they were throwing around words like ETA. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not really uh, (laughs) about this. Thanks. Yeah. So your story reminds me. But uh, being around you guys in the way that that you see Rokugan is more like the way that I personally took it, you know, Uh, maybe focusing more on the fantastical, focusing on, like, you know, uh, I like this aesthetic, you know, and um, I don't mean any harm by it. I'm not trying to like, I don't want to do the like, let's kill poor people or let's make uh, gay people marry straight people or, you know, any of that really awful stuff, you know. 
Um, I just want to be like, hey, this is a cool katana. Check out my badass armor, you know, like whatever. Like, I, I don't know. Like you guys, it, you know, you, you put a lot of heart into it. And um, it, it's just kind of like from a place of like just not being an asshole, you know, like this is the fun that I want to have. I want people to have fun with me and, and just kind of going that way. So uh, I just appreciate what the show does versus uh, what can be out there, which is, you know, horrible pedants. Yep. So yep. Is, is normal L5R not like that? Like No. no. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, like, that seems super interesting. My little oppression not fetish. Not mean to you. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, condescending you. I mean, like, literally, the second I started this game, the only thing I saw online was a bunch of shit like Walt was talking about and getting people getting pedantic, pedantic in my direction about, like, well, L5R is blah, 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 and you shouldn't include this, and it's about the oppression, and blah, 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 and I was like, yeah, I don't really care. I deal with that in real life. Oh, because that's like, no interest. that's definitely a super interesting part of you guys' like, whole thing, <laughs> you know? What? The, like, fantastical. Like... Oh, well, the new version is pretty fucking fantastic. Every version was, yeah. though. Like, this whole thing with, like, yeah, L5R's like, like, fantasy they... is bullcrap. Like, it's it's been, like, dragons, like, talking to people and shit for, like, 20-something years, you know? Apocalypses. Hearing you guys, um, like, talk about all the shit and stuff that you had to face getting into the fandom, like, what was it about the game that really made you want to stick with it and, like... I got attached to our characters. That's it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's yeah, actually, I, I mean, we got really invested in not just our own character's story. We got invested in each other's stories. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the other characters especially. And that... I feel like contributed a lot to how uh, how fervent we are about about sticking with this story because I want to find out what happens with Dayu. I want to find out what happens with Crow. I want to find out what happens with the characters that haven't been introduced yet. I mean, that's that's been my driving fire for the whole thing. I'm uh I'm kind of also driven by spite, but besides that, I just want to see it through. Like, um, I want to see how. Everybody takes, like, all the characters take the, um... I don't really plan, like, a linear path so much as, like, I guess, dots on a graph or a plane. And it's interesting to see how they take that and do things like go into the woods at 4 in the morning. <laughs> and uh, see things they're not supposed to see for, like, a month. And I have to scramble and figure out what the hell is happening and what the timeline is. And I just want to see how the ending goes, because that'll be anime as shit and I'm starting to advance. Also, I love all the NPCs. In Winter Court and Minor Court, that's like at least 95% of my motivation. And I want everyone else to love the NPCs as much as I love the NPCs. This is the 2018 recap of L5R and 5e came out this year, so that's kind of big. Has anyone like played a 5e game or read yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. I definitely like it a bit more mechanically. Like, it, There's definitely getting past the dice is a learning curve, and then learning what you can do with all the opportunity dice. That's something that you just sort of have to memorize, but I'm starting to prefer it over forties, uh, like having a bunch of different skills. Cause sometimes it was like roll war uh, heraldry. Oh, you don't have that. Then it's untrained, buddy. Sorry. So now that it's just that there's only a couple skills, but there's a bunch of ways to use them makes it a lot easier to act in character even if you just power game and you and you put a bunch in earth and you put a bunch in fire, then you're uh, a passionate asshole who likes to hold his ground. And then even if you play that just 
as the numbers, you'll be making in-character decisions that line up with your personality, forcing you to role-play and sort of get into your characters, even if you just play the numbers. And I'm like, yeah, good job, FFG. You did it. Well, that sounds super interesting. I'm like really, really interested in that. <laughs> Whatever that is. Well, if you want to play some time, I'll run one shot. <laughs> Charlie and Karen, y'all are both in 5e games, right? So I'm running a game for some friends of mine. And so two of the players have been playing since like third edition at least. And one of them is completely new to everything. And it really, really kind of freaked him out. And he didn't want to jump in and not have any understanding of the world. But it kind of leveled the playing field, all the changes that have been made. I think he ended up really enjoying it and kind of getting used to everything. Uh, and the guys who've been playing it for way longer, just they picked it up really quickly as well. Uh, so I guess, you know, it's it's good for new people and uh, older fans. We went through like all of the advantages and disadvantages like together and it gave them all a lot of really good inspiration for like character background. Um, as their strife came up, like during the game, it really forced them to like play to their um, disadvantages and advantages, uh, which I really liked because I, I hate when people take a disadvantage and then just fucking ignore it for the whole campaign. Well, I started playing like RPGs and stuff like within the last year. So I'm pretty brand spanking new to this stuff. But a name that probably come up later, Ludo, like convinced me to buy the beginner box. And I mean, it's gorgeous. It looked, it's pretty. And then it like the core book happened and um I played played as a I played as a player. Well never I played as a player. It I mean it, it's it's cool because it's like a lot simpler than some of the other RPGs that I've played before. And so it really lets you like like was said earlier, just it allows you to to focus more on the story and making something cool. And that's one of the reasons like I really like the podcast too, is just like you simplify it down, like as opposed to like a playthrough or something like that. It's like you just get to the story. And I think that's really neat because it's like, well, why the fuck not? Like we're making all this stuff up anyway, in game anyway. So why not? Why not do whatever? Use it as a guideline and then just run with it. So that's what I got to say about that. I, I like it. And the, the pictures are really pretty in the core book. But also the podcast is great. I've been using it kind of like a... I don't know. I really suck at reading physical books. It's giving me a really, really great insight into to what the world is just because the core book is more more like just like how to use things. There's less lore in it. So I really like the podcast for that reason. That makes me feel things because like that's 100% the only reason why I ever listen to any AP podcasts is just like I just want to get a feel for the setting. I have a really hard time listening to them either way. Anyway, thanks. Uh, I'm glad our podcast is helping you, and thanks for being part of it because you do a great job with us. Uh, thanks. No, I'm super happy to super jazz. Cool. Super cool. I'm not like I haven't technically played Five E yet. Um, we're Ariel and I are in a game right now, and I'm still in the process of making my character, and I've been really bad about like actually keeping up with reading anything about it. But I mean, like, I definitely like the book a lot more than I did Four E, and it's definitely like a lot nicer to look at. Because some of the older L5R art is really bad. And, but I don't know too much about it. But I, I like all the narrative stuff that y'all are like calling out and pointing out is one of the only things that I know about it is that it has a lot of like that role playing kind of baked into the dice. Which is cool to me. But on the other hand, like, and I'm saying this like again from the perspective of someone who hasn't hasn't actually played the game yet. Like, is that is that limiting? Because my fear is like, okay, 
we already roleplay the shit out of our characters and we don't really have a problem making our characters do dumb shit. Like, but but those of you who have played it, like, are you are you finding that it's limiting in that way? Or are you finding that it's it's fine and you're able to like work with that in a way that seems to jive with your character? Or, I don't know. That's my only big hang up. I'd with say Andy. I'd say that uh, if you play against your type, like if you are a very earth heavy character and you want to like trick somebody or con somebody or be very delicate in what you do, you'd better have banked void points prior to pop on that if you want to actually succeed because other other than that it's just gonna it'll be a fun moment of loss but hopefully you can uh lose forward rather than like halt everything because like well i tried to trick the daimyo and he noticed the uh spinach in my teeth i'm an asshole goodbye and hopefully you can just sort of use any benefits you've accrued beforehand to uh, one second i'm so <laughs> but basically if you're gonna do something uh against character if you want it to succeed it's either through uh devout prayer or void points so just like real life exactly cool okay that makes me feel a little better i guess knowing that there's at least like ways to deal with that yeah I played the beta, which does not count, but um, I, I sort of felt a little bit of that mal when I played it. So I'm I'm also really looking forward to trying the um, the final rule set uh, to see how that goes because I I feel like they probably got some feedback on that and tweaked it a little bit. So yeah, they they make good games, so I think it'll be good. I'm at the point where I need to like just put my character sheet together and like I know all of the things that I want to put on it, but I get every time I get to the part in the book about dice and they start using the little symbols, my brain just fucking shut down. And then it turns into liquid and comes out of my ears. And then I enter brain death for the rest of eternity. Honestly, some of the dice talk can be very confusing. So like it's way of saying, like if you're a uh, doji diplomat, you can once per scene add a uh, ring dice set to opportunity uh, equal to your school rank to your dice pool, which sounds complicated. But it's really you add opportunity equal to your school rank once per scene. If that's all they said, if they didn't say uh, ring dice set to opportunity facing, it's like, oh, that's so many more words. We don't need those. Once you can parse the language, it's like, oh, add opportunity. Got it. I just feel like it's going to take me a million years to get to the point where I can actually parse the language. But that's a personal problem because I'm a gremlin. And that's that on that. Anything else on 5e or L5R before we go on to the next one? I'll throw in more two cents. Minor clans. I'm glad there's so many of them that there's too many to put in the core book. Hell yeah. I don't have Emerald Empire yet, but several acquaintances, including some people in this Discord server, were kind enough to send us screenshots of all the Kitsune shit in it, and that's great. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to Fantasy Flight for making all the symbols on the dice look like circles. (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck is that about also i was looking at i can't even remember the names of them but two of them like one looks like what i think the other one should look like and then the other one looks like what i think that other one should look like one like is explosive and one is like something else oh yeah opportunity oh yeah yeah it's like circle fire circle and then asterisk that's also a circle yeah that's cool it's great why couldn't strife just be an x rather than kind of a flame (laughs) or a pedal I think it's a pedal. 
Oh, it's a what? Yeah, the fuck no, it's, is it it's a totally a petal, dude. <laughs> I thought it was one of those Asian okay. like buns. It was like peach one. Oh man, I was like, dude, <laughs> dude, if that was your, like Baoji, that would be awesome. Yeah, like, eat your feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I've rolled two meat buns. Yes. <laughs> Like Mal mentioned, we're going to be in a play-by-post game together. I'm probably going to be playing Amatsu, because that's my brand. Yeah. I know that people have mixed feelings on them. Well, the they lion. can fuck off. Well, I, I okay, mean, lions I suck, but Amatsu are fine. Mm, not really, all the time. Mm. Um, yeah, no, they're great. That's what makes that, them great. It's a damn Amatsu patriarchy. Oh, they're great. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, uh, I plan to run a beta one-shot, but... The way they're releasing the beta updates Ooh, kind bad. of was too much for my brain at the cool. time between preparing Shadows in the West and everything else I was doing, like downtime RP, and it was just too much for my spoons and I, mean, I couldn't do it. even if you hadn't had a million other things going on and that was literally the only thing that you were doing with your time, the way that they were releasing beta updates yeah, I, was bad. <laughs> I, I just couldn't do it. Um, I was going to do a little fun side game and it was going to be all scorpion but it became less fun the longer i was trying to piece together the beta pieces so i just didn't so maybe in the future tm i'm gonna switch us from 4e to 5e actually pretty soon and i'm pretty pretty excited about that since oh, yeah. 5e is 5e is kind of closer to how i gm this game anyway because i don't fucking care about a lot of the rules but anyway where's the part where sakiko gets nine tails and consumes a person's body i mean you're thinking of the wrong kitsune am i yeah. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> Am I? Uh, look at her grandma. Oh. Anyway, that's me done rambling about 5e. If Good. anybody else wants to add anything. I don't know anything. <laughs> if only they'd add more minor clans. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said when you were in the bathroom. Well, the um, Emerald Empire God, book came out, plan. what, a few days ago or something? Yeah. They didn't add minor clans uh, yet, sadly. I was hoping we'll get them soon, I guess. So, 2018... TTRPGs that either came out or that you're playing in or that you did play. Thoughts, whatever, recommendations. So I actually spent like the first eight months of this year living on a hellscape island isolated from all other humans. And uh, what? <laughs> so um, Prince Edward Island is a little sandbar um, on the east coast of Canada and it has roughly 10 people living in it. So I wasn't like with any of my usual game groups that I'm now with back in Ottawa, but I did uh, kickstart some games. Uh, one of them is called uh, Dinosaur Princesses. Ooh, yes. What? Well, tell me awesome. more. Wow. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> <done here>. What? <laughs> uh, so basically, it's kind of like every game that I used to play on the playground when I was eight where like you say oh well I'm an animal but also I'm the princess of like fire and I can run fast but it's like that with dinosaurs so you can be a princess doctor dinosaur you can be like ice cannon t-rex oh. princess you can also be a boy princess dinosaur uh, ice cannon t-rex princess <laughs> Um, uh, we're playing that. Pump, pump the brakes here. Yeah, <laughs> this is so on brand for me. Like I can't. It really is and, on brand. Uh, the um, yeah, I'll try. Yeah, it hasn't come out yet, but I'm told that the um, the rule book is just a coloring book. Oh, I love what? it. Oh my god, you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's that's the game I'm, I'm looking forward to. It. Yeah. <laughs> so. When you say you were on a sandbar with 10 other people, do you mean you were on an episode and a season of The Survivor? <laughs> it felt like it. I got so sick, like, so many times. 
I almost had to have surgery and then we were just like, you know what, let's just move away from this place. And then it was fine. <laughs> I'm glad you did on that note. I guess it didn't turn out well. Who would have done the surgery? The crabs? <laughs> Actually, they have a lot of yeah. lobster, so it would have been the lobster. <laughs> oh, well, at least they're upscale surgeons, I guess. Shit for me, right? Okay, so uh, now that Carly has dropped dinosaur princess yeah. on us, and that's like a million times better than literally anything else anyone here could possibly <laughs> fucking say, I guess this episode is done. Um, not really. Okay, so uh, James gets the honor of uh, following that one up. What was the, what was the question again? 2018 and tabletop RPGs. Have you played any? Uh, have you discovered any new ones? Which just how was were you just doing Shadows in the West and you never wanted to think about another TTRPG ever again because I rule your life with an iron fist schedule of <laughs> recording lots and lots of audio every other week. Oh yes, it's so rigorous and, and it, it is uncompromising. The only thing that we discovered, quote unquote, was Starfinder. I don't think we oh, yeah. even discovered that in 2017. I think it was 2018. No. Yeah, you're right. That was, that was two years ago. We talked so, about it. So, I mean, that's the only real thing that I've been looking at. For the most part, I've been involved in Shadows in the West primarily, exclusively, more accurately. Honestly, I'd be willing to try Starfinder. We still have the rule book here somewhere. Between moving and everything else, we have been extremely domestic and boring, and we haven't played it. Anything else except for Shadows in the West. Womp, womp. Womp. Debbie, you're in a game, right? I'm in a Dungeons and Dragons game. We just hit our one-year anniversary a little while ago. It's uh, Admiral Snack Bar, or Max, as some of us know him. He runs a Power Rangers-themed D&D game, which is the best thing. Yeah, it's really good. Um, This year, though, I've been falling into the Warhammer hole, and it's it's good and it's terrible. That's a dark place, Debbie. Yeah, I know. I really love... We picked up uh, Kill Team recently, which I absolutely adore. Um, Age of Sigmar has that ghost army, which is absolutely my brand. And we just recently picked up uh, Blackstone Fortress, which I I just love it. It's so fun. We'll miss you, Debbie. Yeah, I know. Bye <laughs> forever. There's like 50,000 little figures just sitting there waiting to be painted, and I'm just... I just can't. <laughs> I really liked all the little pictures that you and Ben have been sharing in our Final Fantasy XIV Discord, though. Like, mini painting is one of those things that's, like, so cool to me, but it's so out of reach because I can't do things that small. Yeah, it's super intimidating. I haven't even... I haven't... It's just... Ugh. There's so much to do, and it's just... The little bitty details... Like, I'm not a dexterous person by any means, so it's just, like, the little tiny little... It's, it's, it's cool watching people do it, but I just can't... I don't have the talent for it. <laughs> But believe in yourself. Follow your heart. Make a skeleton. Oh god, that would be horrible to make as a mini. <laughs> I guess for me, um, I'm not in any games that are active right now just because I have just not had time. But the thing that I've been keeping my eye on has been all of the Ravenloft material they've been releasing for Dungeons and Dragons. And specifically, uh, very excited to see Vistani stuff coming into play a little more. I, pu I purchased a Taroka deck at a gaming store. I actually saw it when I was with Ben and Debbie for the first time, and I was like, oh my god. And I found one locally and picked it up, and I'm still it's on my desk because I'm playing with it all the time. I love how much cool props they're giving you now and how much background. And god, they're starting to steer things away from the, the big gypsy stereotype and stuff. And it's finally, god. after all of these years, 
Thank you, Dungeons and Dragons. I always like using handouts and stuff, and uh, I really do like all the card decks they're giving yeah. us now. Especially the spell so packs, they're own. so handy. Yeah, those are really good. I haven't played anything new this year. I've just been doing Shadows in the West. Um, I wanted to run a few one-shots, but then life happened, and I've kind of had my will to live sucked out sometimes. Ha <laughs> ha! Um, I want to run more games next year uh, because I want to not think about that. I want to run, I think, Urban Shadows and Scum and Villainy the most, and a few others. I've been thinking about just running like a one-shot of Knave or D&D 5e or just like a small campaign. Really anything. There's been so many games that have come out this year and the last year that have really been interesting. Uh, just listening to you guys, I realize I don't know anything about TTRPGs. Me either. Like, I'll <laughs> teach you, because yeah, I know too many. Well, the only thing we've been doing is D&D 5e, which <laughs> I'm, I've been into and still am into. Other than that, not really anything else. Aldridge is playing in a game right now. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Thanks, though. Aldridge. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing in a game right now. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's all. That's all I've got. Go ahead, Aldridge. Tell them how great the game is. It's uh, we got we got stuck in a fucking labyrinth for like four months. Hey, remember that time we got stuck in a labyrinth? Why do we always get stuck in labyrinth? Like, why the and fuck? And you thought that the best way to deal with an exploding zombie was to go up and, and wrap your arms up. around it really tightly. I understand. I was like, okay, if it's gonna blow up, like at least it'll just be me. <laughs> yep. We don't talk about that game anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at games. <laughs> yep. That's it for me. Uh-huh. Nicole, tell us about your incredibly amazing game that Aldrich didn't want to talk about, apparently. What are you talking- I didn't want to, like- Fine. I have actually been kind of active in 5e this year. I play in two campaigns, and I just started running one, as well as picking up a few one-shots of, like, other games. The two games that I play in are- one is very traditional, like, I say traditional, it's the 5e, it's the new version or whatever, but it's, like, all, you know, D&D rules. The other one is, like, a mod of that, where we play with, like, sanity points and things like that. It's kind of insane. Uh, and then the game that I am running, Aldrich is in. <laughs> so thanks, Aldrich. Yeah, for, that, well, it's just, yours. Uh... <laughs> I didn't want to... <laughs> um, but yeah, that one's new, and so I'm really getting a feel for... Like, I, I love the world building and the character creation, and the improv is just so hard. Like, I spend hours writing, and then we get there, and they ask a question, and I'm just like, what? What is this? Welcome <laughs> to my life. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, so we've I've been playing some other one-shots. Like, we played A Quiet Year just recently, the world building game, and we're going to be looking into the a couple of the one-page one-shots as our long-term DM is on a personal break right now, so we're just trying to fill the void playing different systems and things like that i think we've just i've just been so absorbed with shadows in the west i haven't really played in any other games we've got this other 5e game going on l5r 5e that is i think already proceeding but i cannot engage with it yet because i have not made my character yet even though it's probably just gonna be crow because i'm really lazy i really want to try city of mist which i'd never heard of until it came in the mail because ariel backed it on kickstarter or something and it looks really cool but yeah no time to read that or even get started on it i should have really thought about this question more before this episode because i'm sure that there are other things that i'm not thinking of but yeah i really don't shadows in the west has utterly consumed my entire existence um, well, for other games this year, I have I have been begged daily at work for the three months I've been here to get in a uh, a uh, Cyberpunk 2020 game. 
I've already got my character. Everybody else does too. We're just going to start after the new year, Fridays at lunch and geek out in the cafeteria because we're, we're going to be those a-holes. We, we have an Alex Jones kind of guy. He's like a, a hybrid Alex Jones. Um, what was it? Max Headroom character. Yeah, I'm playing um, Dr. Jet. I sell ketamine injections in a very fancy upscale clinic because that's a thing here in San Diego and it's really freaking weird. And I don't know why you'd go to get professional horse uh, tranquilizer injections, but apparently you do. Uh, so we, we've already got that going and, and I missed some cyberpunk because it was off the wall and crazy. And I swear to God, I'm living in it here because it's all biotech and computers. There was also talk of a, a mage game that somebody significant other dragged her out of so they're they're down a character and it fell apart and that's what they're going to use the cyberpunk game to replace but i may actually just roll a mage character playing by the original white wolf rules because everything since then was just kind of less interesting and also disastrous recently. yeah yeah real no but i've got my original book i'm looking at it in my closet right now next to my uh, second edition dungeon master's guide yeah. Oh, and uh, tabletop. Last night, I actually played Warhammer Quest, but I don't. I don't consider that a tabletop role playing game. I had my friends say they wanted to. They wanted to play that. We were in a game store, and uh, I'm like, "Wow, I've got so many boxes of Warhammer Quest, including some figurines from Hero Quest from the '80s, painted." It was an embarrassing time. We were playing with painted minifigures sitting around, not like drinking or anything. It was pretty unironic and nerdy. But that's where I work now, so you know. I got into a few systems this year. Right now, I'm in a D&D 5 game where the GM spent a lot of money to get the D&D Beyond online package thing where it manages your your character sheets, but it's like $275, and that's fucking nuts to me. Then I'm in an occasional Dolomwood game. Uh, I'm in an occasional 5e game, a different 5e game, where I'm a weird tiefling bone man. Then I put together a, uh, oh, one of my favorite systems this year is uh, uh, Worldwide Wrestling, which is a Powered by the Apocalypse uh, wrestling game where you make your own wrestlers, you have your own in-ring and out-of-ring character development, and it also got me into watching wrestling, and wrestling I fucking love now. Um, her fucking mind right now. That is also so for me, like it's... You didn't know. You didn't Fuck it. it. No. Listen, I love. I love. Oh my god. I love. Yeah, we actually. <laughs> the T in wrestling. We actually Fucking. Do you watch NXT? Because that's what I'm currently going through right now. Did you know that there's a comic book? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Later. <laughs> uh, worldwide uh, wrestling is great. Uh, oh, for bad systems, the Pokemon Tabletop United system is hot dog shit. Oh, it's so much math to do. Imagine all the math that Pokemon does in the game, but you have to do it every single time you do anything ever. And then also you roll for your trainer. It's such a bad time. And my friends are like, but roll 20 does the heavy lifting. It shouldn't have to solve a goddamn fucking SAT level equation every time my uh, Rhyhorn wants to do a fucking rollout attack. It's going to be like, wait, sorry, how fast were you going beforehand? What's your trainer's command level? And it's like, no, stop. This is this is such a bad time. That sounds like shit. Uh, and like I would hate Oh, it's such it a bad like time. 2.0. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's 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 bad. Oh, other games this year have been a uh, honey heist where you're a bunch of bears wearing hats doing a heist. That sounds good. Uh, it's only a one-page RPG and it's free online. There's a system called Wordish, 
uh, which is spelled with a Y instead of an O, because uh, I've been toying with the idea of a GM-less system, mostly because none of my friends want to be a GM. So it's like, let's just find a way around that. The GMing then becomes a big uh, big table of uh, random gen things. I was approached to do a Starfinder game, which never happened, and then also a Cyberpunk 2020 game that never happened. Because everyone's hype as shit at uh, character creation, and then you've got to coordinate schedules, and that it doesn't happen. But I'm pop. Yeah. Tabletop. Yeah, that part of RPG sucks. But then you have a character made for the next time you're invited to a session that never happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, there's also a fun one. I it's I can't call it fun. This part can be cut out if it's not fitting, but it's uh, Wizards of Cockblock Forest, where you're a bunch of <laughs> wizards in fantasy Brooklyn, all trying to convince as the book states a pansexual fairy with gelatinous genitals to sleep with you using magic to fuck up the other wizards it is a weird system i bought a physical copy because it was four dollars in the comic book store and it looks like it was stapled in a basement try and just kill each other i would absolutely play this game let's just yeah. get weirdly competitive <laughs> <laughs> Karen, you want to follow up wizards? I, I know, dude. When when I kind of like got immersed into the wonderful world of um tabletop RPGs, I was like, "Oh, dude." And then I was like, "Oh, crap. I'm going to like move back to the states and I don't know anybody." I'm like, "Ah, that plays RPGs." So, I was like on a mission to like fairy dust, fairy dust, fairy dust my muggle friends. <laughs> RPGs. So I like so I was like, okay, I'm gonna get my my fiance to like get into this. But he likes horror stuff. So I end up learning a lot of um or what I thought was a lot of like horror systems and like taking those to, to GM uh for his birthday, um like a game of dread. And um I ended up really liking Ten Candles, but I thought dread was the easier system. Um and I had like this notebook where it was like, oh, ideas, like how to murder people and stuff like that. I was like, oh, if I leave this on the bus, that would the Germans were going to come after me. I played that, but before that, um, we played this game called Cheat Your Own Adventure. It's like, it's basically like, it's a, it's GM-less, basically. And um, it's played in the form of a choose-your-own-adventure game. So like one person starts, and then um, everybody in the group has to offer a choice. They say like, oh, then, and then it's like, oh, if you choose the left door, turn to page, and you have to like say a page number, a random page number. The other person goes, oh, if you turn to choose door right, then it's like, oh. And then you like go and you pick, but like you can po- possibly die depending on your roles and stuff. And it's really fun to kind of like play that in the bar and people look at you really, really crazy as you play. <laughs> Not just because you're speaking English in Germany, but like... I can't beat freaking cockblocker wizards. So that's what I mean. That's what I played. Um, oh, and L5R. Ta-da. I mean, no, you, no one can possibly follow cockblock wizards. But also, I was just sitting here thinking, like, that sounds like the the cheat your own adventure thing sounds like something that would be particularly fun to play when you're fucking. Oh, totally. Like, I called it my imagination so. juice. It's awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I've been running my adventure, The Temple of Skull Crushing Thighs. No, I'm kidding. What? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so it's been a, like... No, go what's on. What's that? 
No, go no. go on. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, what no, that, actually, that was a joke we made in the Discord, but I figured it would uh, follow up the Wizards of Cockblock Forest. So what am I talking about? Uh, role-playing games, yeah. So uh, we haven't talked about our year yet, and you'll know why I haven't played many role-playing games when we get into that. So I've been running a game of Unbound, which is actually designed by the same person who made the Honey Heist game that Peter was talking about. It's uh, one of those, like, theme agnostic games, or I don't know what you call that, but... So me and my friends uh, kind of created a world, and I came in there, and I was like, okay, let's do this really cool, like, anime-style thing. And then we sat down, and they are like, nope. Um, so now we're doing some kind of, like, vaguely historical, low fantasy, but with magic. I, I don't know. But it's been fun. Everybody's really nice. Beyond that, I have bought a thousand books and read none of them. So I have, uh, next to me, I have my pile of shame. There's Overlight, which was made by the guys who run the uh, game store I go to. Uh, Sig. Blades in the Dark. I got... Just, just way too many. Uh, there's a pile somewhere else. Uh, it's really depressing. So that's that's been it. I've been running Unbound, and I've been going, I want to run L5R, and then not doing anything about it. Oh, I did get to play uh, Fall of Magic, which I've played several times before, but if, if any of you haven't played Fall of Magic, like please do. It's really good. It's like $1,000, but if you can con someone who has it into letting you play with them, it's it's really good. Why is it a thousand? It's like literally, it's a it's it's a hundred dollars, and it's a um it's a scroll made out of like material. It's a cloth, and it's printed, and you have these like coins that you put on the map, and then it's like a storytelling game. So like you're at a location, it kind of has a bunch of different prompts on it. Whoever is just like the first player, kind of you're following the Magus, um, and the story is about like maybe the death of magic, or maybe it coming back, or it's you know it's kind of ambiguous. But um, so the first person does like what the Magus does in that town, and then you each do what your character does in that town, and then you move to the next town. The next player is the Magus, and it goes around like that. I think it's eighty dollars, but still, it's like a fucking piece of cloth with printing on it and four coins. And I'm like, guys, can we get the cost down on this? <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of I don't know. It it's really cool. cool, and you could play it with people who don't role play. Like the formatting of it is like you could like play it with your mom. Like it would just come out, you know, well. So. It's a it's been up for a few years, but it's a it's a really good game if you like storytelling games. I want to backtrack because you said it, and I didn't say it in mine because we technically haven't played it this year. But I fucking love Blades in the Dark so much. Yeah, everything Sorry. about Blades is cool as shit, and I really want to play it one day. And I really want to do like an L five R hack of Blades <laughs> in the Dark. Oh, you know what? I uh, the game that I bought that I'm most upset about is Ryutama because like that is my entire brand, and I haven't been able to read it or play it yet. Yeah, I've never even heard of it. Basically a JRPG. Shit. So it's just Shadows in the West. It's it's like a JRPG, but you're like traveling. Yeah, it's about feeling good and anime shit, and I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> I got I, I bought another one. It was like Gold Gold Sky Stories, I think it's called. Um, and that one's like even more so that, but I haven't even looked at it. But Ryutama, yeah, it's just gonna be like fucking Harvest Moon Simulator, and I'm gonna love it. What? Yeah, gotta. It's two one. U's, R-Y-U-U-T-A-M-A. So, Charlie, any podcasts you've listened to this year, discovered, liked, any really cool, amazing, good AU all-flower podcasts that you became a part of that you uh, It's great. Just kidding. Please don't talk about Shadows in the West in this part. But yeah, podcasts. Yeah. Um. So I don't normally listen to um podcasts because I find like, too many people talking each like actual play style like there's too much going on and it kind of overloads my brain and I think oh well I'll just lie here and wait for death um (laughs) 
So I really like audio dramas. So I really only listen to Shadows in the West and uh, We Fix Space Junk, uh, which is about two ladies in a spaceship called the Yellow Submarine going around trying to pay off their debt to this like 1984 style uh, Totalian corporation. It's lots of fun. I, I have listened to it We Fix Space fun. Junk as well since you brought them up. And I like it quite a lot. And I definitely think everyone should listen to it. Also, I listen to them a lot for like ideas on how to mix shit in scenes. And it's not terribly cross-compatible because it's all in outer space and Shadows in the West is not yet. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks for laughing at my joke. <laughs> um, oh, that was a joke. Yeah, no, it's really good. Uh, I'm not super big on podcasts either, besides, like, The Adventure Zone, blah, blah, blah. You know, the the usual, so I might have to pass on this one. I don't do podcasts either, though. I will say this. ADD brain, I can't sit down and do much of anything for any amount of time. But as soon as I started listening to this one, I was so brought in by James's voice that I couldn't stop listening to it. And usually what happens, yeah, I don't God, get engaged. He does have a good voice. Well, here's the thing like is everyone. I don't get engaged even, even with stuff like guys. that. And something about your voice, James, it just calls me in and I'm like, I got to listen to whatever this guy's telling me. It's important. <laughs> oh, it's true. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's exactly, that's very true. That is like that literally the number one piece of feedback we've ever gotten about this podcast since it started was, holy shit, the narrator's voice is amazing. Listen to the first episode and you're just like, I don't know what it is about. This. Just tell me more. I feel like after years, <laughs> yeah. you're going to sound to me like the guy who does the narration on forensic files. And that dude was old as hell, but you have that same kind of soothing quality. Yeah, no, James's uh, voice is amazing. Isn't that... Am I just totally making this up, but isn't that, like, how you and and Maddie hooked up if she thought your voice was amazing? You're not wrong. Like, uh, I can't remember. We were doing a chat in Final Fantasy XIV, uh, a raid or a dungeon or something. I said something totally mundane, like, I'm gonna pull now, or something like that. And Maddie was like, oh, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my, and that's how we met. To be honest, I only really, I don't know if you can call it listen, but listen to Critical Role now. I uh, i do listen to Friends at the Table and God's Fall, though. That's about it. Critical Role, God's Fall, and Friends at the Table is all I really listen to. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. Uh, I thought haven't... you like love podcasts. Just calm down, I'm not done talking. <laughs> I was really relying on, two of, on the two of you to, to carry this segment. It's mostly just whatever Nicole like, thinks will be interesting <laughs> to me because I, I i but like i only listen to a fraction of what she listens to but, i will uh, just send him like random episode and be like hey this one will make you cry <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. what's that one it's like a dude who just reads you stories that he's kind fictional of, yeah fictional that's cool uh <laughs> a mcelroy thing that i really like and mccall does not like is a uh, wonderful i don't dislike it don't be, don't be spreading hate. <laughs> but it's it's really just Griffin and his wife like talking about things they really love, which is like the sweetest thing. Also, because like when they're talking to each other, you can tell how much they just really love each other <laughs> just by how they're talking. Other than that, yeah, just just uh, whatever what everyone else is listening to. So I guess now the heavyweight, McCall. Oh my god, I've been sitting here trying to rack my brain like about. If, like recommendations and things so like I, I listen to the usual you know uh 
Adventure Zone Critical Role, I started getting into the Friends at the Table and their Blades in the Dark campaign when they were doing the Marielda. So Aldridge mentioned earlier the fictional, I my mind is blanking right now, but fictional and myths, myths and legends is done by the same dude. And he's he's kind of like that same vein where like his voice is just really soothing. Yeah. And I just, first of all, I just love mythology. So anything mythology, anything with like cryptids, I fucking love cryptids, you guys. And then I listen to like a lot, like a lot of like public radio stuff. So like a lot of like uh, the NPR shows, like Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and Oh God, like Across the Blue Ridge is like dumb as that is. Like it's just a bunch of bluegrass, and they're just like, no, it's hey, great. here's this thing from the '60s of this guy playing a banjo. <laughs> That's why it's great. <laughs> I don't know. So Aldridge mentioned wonderful. I really like Sawbones, uh, which is. Justin and Sydney, which I don't dislike wonderful. I just you gotta have some conflict in your life, you guys. Like like I, I just zone out of that one so quick. Like it's fine, yeah, like it's good wrecks and stuff like that, but I, I don't know. Like I should just make a list of every podcast that I listen to. What did you listen to most recently? Just go back like Shadows in the West. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just listened to the sixth episode of the Kitsune Mori arc, which is really great. And then before that, so the Adventure Zone, I had listened with Aldridge to the Balance arc, and I had kind of been putting off the Monsters of the Week arc just because I was very, very busy with life stuff, and so I didn't want to get into it. And then Critical Role happened, and then all sorts of things. So I'm, I'm trying to catch up now on all the actual plays, but like, yeah, I'm a big public radio person. Public radio is good. It is good. Support your public radio and your local podcasters. And use your turn signals. <laughs> and use your goddamn <laughs> turn signals. Which they have an episode on on Carolina Curious on WFDD. North oh, Carolina Public Radio. I didn't know that. I just <laughs> I just know the guy on NPR every morning says, and don't forget to use your turn signals. Yes. <laughs> should, you should end every Shadows in the West episode with that. Don't forget to use your turn signals. Yeah, just, just all this like cool fantasy... Samurai stuff, and then at the end, don't forget to use your turn signal. Yeah, for our audience of, like, 14 people. All of this could have been prevented if Crow had used her turn signal. <laughs> Honestly, just break the though, immersion at the end of every episode. That's just the Winter Court subtitle. I just remember, I looked at the guy for fictional and uh, missing legends. His name is Jason Weiser. Yeah. Good voice. That's my recommendation. Okay, cool. Yep. Thanks. No problem. Beans. 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 Just bean. Just one. Bean. I don't listen to podcasts. I try, but I zone out. He looks like he has a good voice. That's oh, wait, that's LeVar Burton. Burton. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a good voice. LeVar Burton Reads is also a podcast where he just reads you like short stories or sections of like his favorite books. And that's also really great oh to God. listen to. <laughs> I was coming home from work one day and I got a text from Nicole and it's just a link to that. And that was the only text she sent me that day. That's a good relationship. I'll have to um, check that out. That would be nice just to feel eight years old again. Yeah, for real. God, I fucking loved reading Rainbow when I was a kid. He looks like he has a good voice. <laughs> but he looks older now. Last time I Well, he is older. <laughs> older. Shut up. That's what happens, I think. The passage of time. I just is meant the thing I didn't recognize him because in my mind he's young and spry. The only podcasts I ever have success in listening to to any length are like My Brother, My Brother and Me, like that kind of show. That's the only kind that I have success listening to for any length of time. Because the only time that I listen to podcasts is when I'm at work. I've listened to a lot of audio, or not a lot, but a number of audio dramas this year, which I don't normally do, just uh, initially out of, like, research, like, how can I make it sound better? How do other people do this? 
And The Bright Sessions is one that I picked up and I haven't finished it yet, but it's very good. And I think I mentioned that in our introduction episode or our Pride episode or something. But that one's very good. Anyway, uh, so in terms of actual TTRPG podcasts, the, uh, I, I've listened to the Magpies and I like them and they're very gay and they're very loud with their gayness. But again, I struggled to listen to any AP and that's not their fault. Like out of all the APs that I've listened to this year, that's definitely like one of the one of the best ones that I've listened to. Anyway, <laughs> I like I like the Magpies and Critical Role, obviously. But even then, I still struggle to listen to it. I listen to the Animal Crossing music Chrome extension. That's my podcast of choice. I thought you were. I legit thought you were about to tell me there's an Animal Crossing. Yeah, same. I had like flipped around. Let's make Perfect. it. Let us make a fucking Animal Crossing. All the dialogue podcast. is them talking like they're in The Sims. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just. <laughs> And they apply emotions so like, meh, 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 and that's the that's the entire podcast. Let's do it. I'd God. rather die. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, we've got the time. Yeah, no, totally. Okay, Nick, podcasts, if any. Uh, easy. I have two. Um, I listen to mostly the Bodega Boys. That's my first subscription, so I can keep up on the latest news and events of say Takeshi Six Nine or Cardi B. And I'm probably the only person in, in this realm of, of uh, tabletop fandom and who listens to that. So my other podcast I subscribe to is uh, uh, Shadows in the West. If I don't know if you guys have heard of it, it's fantastic. It's not like an actual play scrub pro- podcast where you can't really follow along. And it just feels really period. Like watching someone else play. Like like you're just in the corner doing something you shouldn't do. No, I mean, it's like you're in there. You're involved. It's like a radio show. It's great. So you should listen to that as well. What was yeah, it called? I heard that there was like this bitch on it though. She's just like really abrasive and mean and a lesbian, which all sucks. <laughs> Her name is Mallory, not Ariel. I'm the original sin of this podcast. No, for fucking making the mistake bitch, of starting bitch, this game bitch, in the first place bitch, and exposing bitch, us all to this entire bitch, horrible bitch. fandom. Don't worry, we'll. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a super kind of saying. Let's just cut this out. We'd have an hour. <laughs> For the most part, I only listen to uh, the Max Fun uh, network of podcasts, but mostly uh, McElroy's, Judge John Hodgman, and uh, Can I Pet Your Dog? But I found a lot of people upload old radio dramas onto YouTube now. Uh, so there is uh, the uh, Sam Spade series, uh, which is written by the guy who wrote The Maltese Falcon. And it's the story of just Sam Spade's other mysteries. It's interesting because it's a radio drama uh, that doesn't really use narration. So you hear like doors opening and feet doing feet things. I was walking. That's the word. Thank you, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you you hear action without them saying what's happening, but you still know what's happening. And there's also commercials for like. Uh, linseed oil and hair products and cigarettes and it's like wow this really is the the 40s okay cool i'm glad that these were saved for posterity big critique of it every woman in it sounds like she's uh the nanny fran what's her face uh she's got (laughs) four people went god oh yeah yeah uh that's exactly what it sounds like but interesting sort (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, it's not bad. It's it's well-written, but it's just, hello, Mr. Spade, and it's, <laughs> and it's, everyone's that. The entire show uh, is interesting. clones. Like, that's just it. <laughs> that's her name. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting if you want 
less narration and more sound effects and like nice house you got here ma'am as he enters the house it's like oh clever way to lampshade he uh he enters but yeah that's how we're gonna now do i have to use the bathroom shadows in the west now Tork, I have to say that like that. I love entering this room. <laughs> what a nice plant. I love this poacher. Ah, Miss Torkai, how you doing? Hi, hi, hello. Yeah. Mm. Well, this is a very nice daimyo you have here. <laughs> Just coming through the door into this room right now. Very loud door Thanks opening and closing. Me. Oh, God. That's, That's what every servant That's sounds what like. going to sound like. Podcast-wise, I listen mostly like food podcasts. So I like hearing about food. I was, I mean, the occasional critical role episode. Um, oh, mission to six, 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 six. It's like about a spaceship crew. That's kind of fun. That's like a little radio drama one. Is that the whole time? Mission to six, six, six. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I think I know how to read stuff. Oh, so like I started listening to Shadows, Shadows in the West. I went like back. I was like, oh, episode one, click. And then... There was like, I was looking through the script one time. I remember I was writing to Mal saying like, oh, hey, so like, what was the, who's this person? Who's Chitori? Because I wasn't sure if it was like, I hadn't gotten there yet. And um, I was like, oh, is it a former girlfriend? What was it? I don't know. And I got this like big old paragraph of like the entire his- like episode basically. And I was like, oh, crap. I better. So I'm like trying to listen through as fast as I can. But then if you can listen quickly. So I'm listening to a lot of Shadows in the West to like catch up to where we are currently. Oh, the Shadows in the West story, story time. So I was like walking in Brooklyn, like do do do, and I got to the scene where Crow. It's not a spoiler, right? Because it's already happened. But like, um, where Crow has that dream with that Kitsune chick, and oh, that was like, very yeah. Cool. And I was like, I was crying on the street because <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Like when she puts like the flower in her hair and stuff, I was like, oh, this, I was in, I was in the warehouse in my shop and I was just like, oh, this is good, man. This is totally. And it's so, so good. And like, <laughs> I was like walking and it, it's like a particularly like, like, um, there's a lot of um, Hasidic Jewish schools and stuff like that around the area. And these guys are like all looking at me weird. I'm like, ah, oh my God, go get that girl. Well, I'm really happy that it was able to elicit this emotional reaction from more than one person, but I, honest to God, do not remember. What so it was like uh, I don't scene. remember. It's like maybe three or something into the Kitsune Mori arc when I, I guess it's like a a dream. Yeah. And oh, that was the episode that was an accident that wasn't supposed to happen, but we had to buy time because Hana left. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Well, it worked out really well. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, none good. of that actually happened in the game. Are you serious? <laughs> because Hana left. <laughs> yeah, we what is it that the kids say these days? I Man, the descriptions <laughs> were like, I was like, <laughs> All of this Wahitsus are um, just downtime RP we do. That wasn't even a downtime, though. That was no, me we... buying time because Hana left, and we just wrote it for them. Dude, I was straight up, like, oh, up wow. crying, like, beginning of up crying. Like, <laughs> like where did this come from? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it was really good. It was real good. That's like a powerful emotion. <laughs> like sucker punch. It's like, oh, Crow's having oh. a dream. Dun, dun, dun. It's cool. Or is it a dream? <laughs> it's my podcast story. Man, if that made you cry, you're going to have a great I know, right? Dude. Okay, uh, I opened my podcast app. Uh, I used to listen to a whole bunch of podcasts, and then I got rid of a whole bunch of them. 
First, I want to start off with uh, my girlfriend. She does a podcast here in Baltimore called The Corridor Cast, and uh, she interviews Baltimore and D.C. musicians. So if you are interested in music, uh, maybe check that out. I listen to I listen to more board gaming podcasts. I, I'm actually more into board gaming. Um, so I listen to The Dice Tower and uh, Board Games Insider. And um, I have a couple. I listen to Neo Scum. Uh, I really like that show a lot. It's it's got a lot of heart and is silly. I I am the person who likes the cutting up more so than the story. <laughs> so I, I kind of like hearing them just be friends and and joke. Um, System Mastery I like it a lot. Those guys are really funny. Over the last year or so, I you made uh, in in podcasting, and so you start deleting a few of them off of your podcatcher, and you keep going. Oh, Catcool is awesome, though. I'll say that. Um, Catcool is the reason why I started playing role-playing games again. Um, she's a really big inspiration to me. I have not yet listened to her new poke, and I would really like to do that. All right, so next section is looking ahead to 2019. Uh, the two things I wrote down were Shadows in the West, Immediate Future. So in, I guess in the immediate future, our next episode is the Kitsumi Mori finale, which is, it feels like an eternity, but it's finally here. After that, we go to the small court of Asahina Takeshi. Which is, I think, our longest arc until the next one after that. And Takeshi is Torkai's husband, and they get to reunite and talk about all the shit that happened when he was supposed to be just taking the samurai to court and not stopping. Just collect some assholes and put them on the subway. Mm -hmm. But that didn't happen. I immediately thought of the sandwich and not the train. Yep. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> that's the sandwich. What they did. Said, that that miscommunication was sorry. what started the whole thing. He went to the sandwich shop instead of the normal subway. It's a sandwich of shit. So it does count. Uh, I guess the extended future is the end of chapter one is coming up. And chapter two is going to be after a little break we take. But in that little break, we'll have uh, supplementary content because we have a ton of downtime RP. And we also get to tell you all what Ryojiro's been up to. Jiro also comes back in Minor Court. Yeah, he comes back in the uh, next arc. He gets a little monologue. It's very emotional. It's good. Next section is listener questions. And I'm not counting Aldrich and McCall's because they're part of the podcast. And we only have one listener question because we're not Twitter famous enough because I'm too lazy. Uh, but we'll answer the, the McCall's only real question which is how many likes to give McCall a character to voice as Jesse from Team Rocket. And you should just, you know, you should just make your lines, like do your lines regularly and then add Jesse at the end. Just like, like just Jesse's case. name. Huh? Like she says the line and then she says Jesse. No, God, no. I mean, oh, like Jesse. Read him as Jesse. What are you... <laughs> Isn't that just like breaking She bad? signs every dialogue line. It's Jesse. like Derek. From The Good Place, which I only say because we binge watched the whole show yesterday. So how many likes? None. <laughs> Fifteen. So does that mean she, she just Let's gets get a number. To do it? <laughs> she just gets no. to do it. Yes, please. 600 likes. So never. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> 600 how, likes. how you get a famous. On what, though? Likes on what? Facebook. Twitter. But what? Like a post? The release of this post. <laughs> or this episode. The yeah. post release. I don't know. 600 yeah. likes and Je and Jesse will join Shadows and the West. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a, a um, fun story. And be voiced by McCall. Uh, I remember in the beginning before we recorded the first episode, there was talk of me doing a character like James from Team Rocket. And I think McCall wanted... No, that was McCall. McCall wanted you to do that. Well, no, I... I now we have a Pikachu. Yeah. 
so we could just go after Pikachu. Exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> we don't have. We a got a Pikachu. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, okay, so actual listener question. You're not an actual listener, McCall. I've listened to every episode, Mallory. Whatever. <laughs> actual question from Ludo slash at Delafiel on Twitter. This show has such amazing people with such amazing voices. Oh. Do you guest on other shows? Does the cast have other shows and projects they wish to spotlight? No, we don't guest on other shows because we're hermits. Well, does any does anyone guest on other shows? <laughs> Karen guested on another show. Oh, I did. Yeah, I I I I sang on um Adventure Times first season. Oh yeah, like a real show. <laughs> it's still a show. Yeah. <laughs> real shows are That's shows too. super cool. Let's to answer this question. Let's just talk. For 30 minutes about how Karen guessed it on Adventure Time because that's so much cooler than literally anything anyone else here could say. Like the, um, the actual <laughs> cartoon? Yeah, like a friend of mine, what? a friend of mine, he's the composer for it. And like, so I got this phone what? call oh, wow. and he's like, hey, you want to come over? And like, I need some like um, extended technique voice stuff for like the ba- like the background music. And so, like, we got into this groove for a while where it was like, okay, come in, you know, give Karen, like, a big glass of chocolate milk. And he would just, like, loop the scene and, like, go off somewhere. And I would just, like, make interesting noises, intriguing noises, you know. Um, yeah, it was cool. Like, um, it, the the one that I think you can hear me more in, there's, like, the Ricardio episode. Yeah. I mean, you might, you'll, you'll actually oh, hear God, me, like, you'll hear, like, snippets of operaticness. It's me and uh, and like there's this one I keep wanting to call it the jiggler. The, it's like this little like this thing looks like a peanut and it's got like little wiggly arms. And that episode yeah. you can hear me a bit more. But usually he just kind of takes snippets of my voice and then he would just do a bunch of put it through a bunch of filters and use bits of it. So I did that. That's really <laughs> so cool. That's cool. Yeah, was- that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool as fuck. That's so cool. So yeah, guest on anything. What was the question? <laughs> Does the cast have other shows and projects they wish to spotlight? And also, do you guest on other shows? I don't guest on other shows, but I've started coloring comics. Talk about that. That's cool as shit. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so, I, uh, for the past year, I've been working with some local artists trying to get into, like, comic coloring. Like, I really love comics and storytelling. Uh, and so I haven't been doing like full colors or anything, but I've been flatting, which is like a less glamorous art job that you just kind of, you're, you're basically grunt work, but, uh, I've been in like, uh, SpongeBob and a Lion Forge comic called Encounter. And then I just finished up a Loud House, uh, flatting job from Nickelodeon. Dude. Uh, cool. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully I'll be working on a project with uh only press soon but um we'll see how that goes sent in some samples but yeah comics are good (laughs) read comics support the print industry (laughs) um i'm going to be in the next few weeks working on a god how do i even describe it a um writing for a pirate rpg working on it with someone else and hopefully it'll be good it's gonna be um like a module uh it's a full source book but it's gonna be a hack of knave basically, and um, using the Knave and a couple other RPG rule sets mashed cool. together. That is cool. The only other thing I'm doing is eventually I'll be guest starring as a villain in a certain Power Rangers 
D&D campaign. Oh, that's, oh that's what? Are you joining my? Just as a cameo, yeah. I can't wait. I'm excited now. Are you going to be the new oh, Zordon? I don't think we've uh, set the character in stone. It's either, it might be a, a minor villain or he might have me do a major one. We haven't really decided. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah, we, need, we need a Zordon character, so please. Twist it, his arm. Where do I send the money to hear just a little bit of Zordon right now? How many likes? In, in the escort True. club, can I? <laughs> How many likes? When are we going to get Zordon and Chad in the West? Yeah. How many likes? <laughs> Jesse and Zordon. And Pikachu. Pikachu. I'm trying to think of what Zordon's quotes are to make James say right here, right now. Dude, I, I was something thinking about. I was trying to think of something. say Power Rangers. Like, yeah. Rangers, it wasn't. Hurry. It was like Rangers be, wait, something. It's got to be Rangers. Teenagers with attitude. The putties are down by the juice bar in Angel City. Something. I'm trying to remember. Other stuff. Uh, Mighty Morphin goes. Rude Repulsa. Who's the guy with the fucking Zed? Spider limbs as hair. Goldar. Uh, Goldar. Thank you. <laughs> and then Lord Zed. This feels like I'm giving you the word bank for Mad Libs. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Continue. <laughs> this was a good bit, guys. Good bit. <laughs> Just say a bunch of Power Ranger stuff without context. Anyone else? Anything to highlight? Operas, I guess. I mean, uh, uh, operas. Ta da. Very generally, operas. Here we go. Um, I'm doing um, Magic Flute and Hansel and Gretel. And um, Ronaldo <laughs> coming up. Hansel and Gretel's super dark though. They're like, like they're just super like. Do you watch? Oh, dude! Like so, like something? the third, the third act is like they have like the candy house, right? But like inside the candy house is like there's all these puppets in the candy house that represent all the children that are that like have been eaten by this witch. But it's like it looks like it came straight out from Saw. It's really. Yeah, I have I have a picture on my Instagram where it's like these these puppets are super marionette creepy. Um, yeah, you like posted a picture on your Instagram yeah. and it was yeah. fucking terrifying and yeah. awful to look at. Yeah, it's pretty. Awful. And there's like they have one of those big freezers, like the the big freezers in there that Hansel actually has to get into. It's cool. Oh, hashtag Europe. That is actually like so much cooler than anything I could ever say though. So I can't argue. <laughs> Uh, no, but when you said the magic flute, like, Aldridge and I, like, turned to each other. I made him watch that, like, half-hour animated, uh, like, magic flute thing that's on YouTube. Do you, do you guys know? No, I don't. I oh. was really confused it as is, to why y'all made eye contact and were really excited. phenomenal. And, yeah. like, I didn't tell him anything. I just put it on, like, the YouTube so play thing, and how, he just sat through a half-hour of it. How it usually <laughs> works is I'll be playing a video. Well, when we used to still live together, I, I would be playing a video game, and then I'd ask Nicole if she wanted to use the TV. And then she'd be like, okay, and then she'd put, she'd just play a bunch of shit on YouTube, like, <laughs> while I'm still there. And one of them is a, was a 30-minute, like, hand-drawn magic flute, like, like they, I don't know, I don't know how to explain what it was. It was amazing. Was there opera in it? Yes. I mean, that's a, it's an opera. That's what it yeah, is. Ta-da! <laughs> Classy. <laughs> that's cool. You should watch it. I will. It seems a I lot really longer really than like it is. That's really cool, though, that you're doing this. Yeah, that's fine. It's cool. So, like, you're moving back to the states, right? Is there like 
I feel like there has to be more opportunity. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, no, I'll be um kind of like going back and forth, ideally between like Europe and the States. So we'll see. But yeah, um next season hopefully I get to do Rusalka, which is like basically the Czech version of the Little Mermaid, but like way darker, which is cool. The dark one, like where she's like, oh, when yeah. I walk, it hurts. She dies. She's like, I'm going to kill you, Prince Eric. Wait, no, I didn't have that version. I <laughs> like that version. Yeah, what? so like the Czech version. Sorry, I'm totally going off tangent. We're not even talking about like board games or anything. So like, okay, so the Czech version, right? She gets like her legs and stuff. And like, because he's super cheats on her with some foreign foreign princess chick, she's like, oh, no. And then she has to become like a will-o'-wisp, so like a death spirit that lures him that lures people to like into a bog, basically. And so like at the very end, he's all like, oh, dude, where'd she go? And um, she's like, oh, no, don't come towards me because I'm going to freaking kill you. And he's like, no, I can't help myself. And she's like, no, seriously, like if I kiss you, you're going to like die. And he's like, I, I deserve to die. And so she's like, okay. Like there's a line in there. She's like, I can't help but murder you, basically. <laughs> and so they kiss and he totally dies. And um. The that's that's opera. Of my favorite ballet, but I really want to watch it a that lot. That sounds way better. It's the ideal ending. Yeah, that's like that's the most Slavic shit I've ever heard. I love it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it really is. God. Yeah, Damn. it's cool. Yeah, me and Walt know about. Yeah, that. we're about that <laughs> life. Can do that to Crow because Crow deserves it. Polish. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so Kiko can do that to uh, someone. Crow. No, she wouldn't. No, she needs to kill. She do Crow it to her own sibling. No, she needs to kill Crow. Well, if you really want it, she's the only one who can stop her. Um, and I was like, free me. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is shifty thrifting an accomplishment? Yes. I run a blog called Shifty Thrifting. It is a photo blog where we go to thrift stores and find weird shit that probably ended up in some dead person's house and nobody wanted it. And then it got a $3 price tag slapped on it and we make fun of it. Yeah, shifty th thrifting is great and Awful. It's awful. It's terrible. It, I have become desensitized to dead-eyed clown statues, and I think I it, it's I've it's numbed me on a level that I've not been prepared for, honestly. But shiftythrifting.com, we're on basically everything except Tumblr right now because we're still banned. But they'll get to us someday. Yay! <laughs> they'll get to us someday. Did you have like clown presenting nipples or? Uh, we had absolutely nothing. Our admins were banned before all that started when they did their first um, spam bot test where they banned everybody who links off-site X amount of time, which count counted for a lot of artists suddenly vanishing who linked to their stores, their Patreons, their Twitch streams, etc., etc. Et we link to our store all the time, therefore we've been banned this whole time. Man, they did a good job. Uh, we're on thank yous now. I'm super grateful to Ludo because he's been so nice and yeah. helpful and supportive. And he's like written at least two like really long, in-depth, super nice like reviews and breakdowns of some episodes and just the podcast in general. And God, I don't know. He's just so vocally supportive of us. And it's so nice. He's such a nice dude. I just uh, I want to thank all of our fans, period, and people who interact with us on Twitter and on the Discord for making it a fun Discord and not a weird God, yeah, I feel so lucky because our Discord is like one of the only Discords I don't hate being in. Because the people there are like pretty chill for the most part and like fun and not creepy. 
But yeah, no, our Discord server is pretty good, and I'm happy with it. So thank you to everyone on our Discord server for hanging out and, you know, keeping keeping spirit alive and not being weird and creepy. And also our patrons, because you give us real money, which is amazing, and you're patient with my bullshit. I've not been great about keeping up with the Patreon stuff because this year has been fucking bad and weird for me in terms of my job and my family. Uh, Hopefully that evens out soon. But seriously, thank you so much. I cannot believe we have enough patrons to cover all of our monthly fees, which otherwise come just right out of my sad little bank account. Yep. Yeah, thanks. And thank y'all. God. Like, you had no (laughs) horse in this race, but you just put a horse in this race. Both, like, thank you for being here right now, but also just helping in general and being so goddamn enthusiastic and supportive. Uh, It means a lot to me. And friendship is magic or whatever. Uh, Found family. Yeah, my favorite trope. Seriously, thanks. I don't want to say any more about that. (laughs) Did you just say found family? Can people hear me? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody laughed at my joke. What happened? (laughs) Found fam. Found fam. Like I said earlier, I... Besides what Mel said, I agree. Um, everyone is great. And thanks for listening to our really anime JRPG L5R campaign. Honestly, though, I'm really happy to hang out with you guys. Y- y'all were a lot of fun, so I'm, I'm glad we got to do this. Yes. Yeah. This was fun. Thank you, guys. Was super cool. Uh, sorry I wasted your entire Sunday afternoon. Hopefully it was fun for everybody. As a, <laughs> as a quick behind-the-scenes note, I was going to do a pour one out joke, uh, and then I poured wa- uh, water all over my floor. And <laughs> no! So. Oh, boy. <laughs> Dry it quickly. I had, I, I, I had to put the water in a can first, and then I missed <laughs> like, drinking this entire time. And then, <laughs> and then it was like, oh, no, I'm wet. Nice. <gasps> nice. 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 pouring wet. out water like the fucking ghosts are dehydrated. <laughs> He does live in New York. There has to be some there are New York is famous for its dehydrated ghosts. <laughs> That's why Ghostbusters <laughs> was set there. Yeah. They weren't actually sucking them up. They were just giving them water. Ecto-cooler is just ghost Gatorade. <laughs> if you've made it to the end, thank you. We hope you enjoyed. Our next episode, which is coming February 7th, will mark the beginning of The Small Court of Asahina Takeshi, the final arc of Chapter 1. Thank you all so much for listening in 2018. Your ongoing support is what makes this show possible. For all the latest updates in our podcast, be sure to check us out on Twitter at SITWL5R. You can also join our Discord server to talk L5R, tabletop, and everything in between. Shadows in the West is played using the fourth edition of the Legend of the Five Rings role-playing game, developed by Alderac Entertainment Group and owned by Fantasy Flight Games.